folks and welcome to the Snowy's Camping Show. You are here with Ben and Lauren as usual and today we have a very special guest but before we get into that don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening to your podcast or whether or not you're watching us on YouTube and we also have the Snowy's Camping Show our uh, Snowy's Camping Show Facebook, Facebook group. group. Is that what that is what we're that called? That is what it's called. Um, so you can jump on there and um, join in the conversations and the chats, give us feedback, you know. Start your own start topic. Start your own topic, whatever you like. It's in there. Yep. Um, so today I'm very excited. You are. To be speaking to Suze from Muckmat. How are you going, Suze? Hi, guys. Great to see you both. It's I looking think- very sunny where you are today. Yeah, most of the time. I wouldn't say it's been a sunny year. I'm on the Gold Coast, so it's nice. usually pristine, but, you know, we've had our fair share of rain, but today's a good one. <laughs> it is grey and drizzly here today. Nothing like what we would expect in November. No, not at all. I think someone had a um, – one of my sister's friends had a wedding on Saturday. And you would expect a November, mid-November wedding, perfect weather. No, completely washed out, crazy storms. Crazy. Well, just, despite our best efforts on this recording, we've got a slight delay and some crackly, crackly lines in the phones, I think, because of the weather here in Adelaide probably. Maybe. So we'll uh, persevere and hopefully we can understand each other talking. But welcome to the show, Suze. Thanks again, guys. So you guys um, – Muck mat. So it's a, it's a piece of grass, realistically, <laughs> right? So l- let's talk about the origin story here because it, yeah, just, yeah, you lead the way with this one. Okay. So the origin, it's all about sand in the car, the tent, the sleeping bag. Nobody loves it. So that's the origin of we've got two boys. We all surf um, and said we're on the Gold Coast. So sand as the boys began to get older, became more and more of an issue for me. So, you know, we were trying all sorts of things after a surf to get sand off our feet, brushing pan, buckets, and I had an off-cut piece of um, turf that I found was really good for getting sand off your feet. So I cut it to shape and kept it in the back of the car. So when we got out the surf, I'd roll it out in the car park We'd stand on it to get out of our wetsuit so you're not stomping your wetsuit back into the gritty bitumen and wipe your feet, put your thongs on, and it was just great. And I think probably over a period of about six months, the number of people that would stop and look at it and try it and say, that's such a good idea, it works, and it um, yeah, it became such a a, um, a repeat comment from people that I, I – said to my husband, I feel like I've got to do something with this because Uh we're not being dealing with sand in the car. Um, Mm. Yeah, so that was the, you know, the light bulb moment. I did quite a bit of research. There was nothing around like it in Australia. So, um, yeah, that's when I went on the mission to find someone locally to produce them for me. And how long ago was that, do you reckon? Uh, That was nearly from... From kind of the first idea, it was five years ago. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And so, was there – oh, no, sorry, you go, Benji. Uh, I was going to say you must have the comment, like Lauren said before, a piece of grass. You must have heard that 
yeah. over and over. Is that something you're just sick of hearing or do you have some sort of like positive spin on anyone who says that to you? Oh, look, I'm not really sick of hearing. Um, yes, it is a piece of grass, but I always say it's like anything. You you have levels of quality with anything. So when I first started investigating, I realised there are so many variations in quality of synthetic or artificial turf. So we, you know, making sure it was made from recycled materials was a big priority, but also it had to work. So I, I think I probably tried 30 different samples that they had to feel nice and had to look good and they also had to work. So the, the turf we use is top quality um, and, and that's the difference that, yes, you can from a hardware store get a, a piece of turf, but, you know, the quality's not there. And the difference, ours isn't just a, a mat. We, as I said, we use the high-quality turf. We bevel the edges, we bind them, we add the Velcro straps so they're you know, easy to travel with as well. Mm. So we've turned, I guess, a very cool concept into, you know, a purpose-built mat, whether it be for serving, camping, fishing, boating, whatever it is in various sizes. So, yeah, there's, there's price points and, and quality and that's the difference. I would totally agree with that because um, I obviously I know a few people that have over the years have like instant turf and stuff in their backyards and I've obviously walked on it and stuff. And then – when I got my first mark mat, I was just like, oh, this is so luscious. It's so soft. <laughs> I was like finding myself, I'd make a cup of tea because we have it as a big sort of step at the bottom of the side of our sprinter um, before we get in. But I'd make we'd get up in the morning and make a coffee and then I'd kick my shoes off and I'd just be like standing on the muck mat, <laughs> rubbing my feet yeah. in the muck mat first thing in the morning while I drink my coffee because it just feels so nice on your feet. And it's it's definitely, I think you're right when people think about instant turf. It isn't it isn't necessarily what people would think about with instant turf. Like I've not ever stood on instant turf like this. Well, I think I'm guilty of when, when I first saw muck mat of thinking it, it looks like turf, I could get it from the, the hardware shop, but, and, and I've not actually used one, but seen them in the shop. And once you see hold, feel and touch the turf, I, I can, you can yeah. see why it's different than just yeah. a patch of like cheap plasticky turf from a, from a hardware shop. So I, I'm interested to know sort of obviously when people start a small business, there's potential, and I mean, I you would probably classify Muck Matt as a small business maybe, but I don't know if I would anymore just because you guys are, you everywhere. seem to be everywhere now, which is so great. Was there a point once you decided to sort of set up your online shop or you started making them commercially, was there a point where you were like, actually, this is going to be something big? And and do you remember that time? Yes, I do. I do. Um, there's probably time A and then time B. So um, I would say we'd been selling online for about 18 months and you could – the way I explain it, Muckmat is it's like a ripple effect and um, the more that are out there, the more sell. So, and you guys are well aware that people who love the outdoors camping adventure, they share what they find really useful, whether it be, you know, travel here, use this. And I could just see, you know, the more that are out there, 
people would get in charge saying, my friend had this or I saw this. Um, so that was certainly a point where I realised, well, I, you know, that, that that's my selling model. Mm. Um, but then the, the real kicker was the start of 2020 when COVID struck and everyone was restricted, you know, beyond some of the lockdown period to domestic travel and caravan sales. Everyone was camping. Everyone was road tripping. So Mark Matt was on a, a steady climb and then it just went boom about mid-2020. It went nuts. Yeah, right. Oh, cool. <laughs> it's all a blur for about a year after that. <laughs> and I, I want to um, sort of jump ahead of, of some of the questions I've got written here because it's a really good segue into your muck mates because I know that you've got like trip in a van, for example, um, um, is it trip in a van? Yeah. Yeah, it is trip in a van. Yep. They've been repping your mats for ages and you do have your muck mats program or muck mates program, I should say. How important do you think social media is in this day and age with, with growing a, a small business? Um. Well, as I said, I can only speak from the industry I'm in, but it's been critical for me. Um, but yeah, back to my prior comment that I find working in a community of um, people who just love life. So they love travel, they love nature, and it's a, it's a real close community. So, yeah, that to have ambassadors out there that... Um, proactively get in touch and say, I like you said before, Lauren, they they love it so much they feel compelled to spread the word as well. So mm-hmm. that, that's been, you know, another overwhelming part of the business. People, you know, get in touch just to say, thank you so much for the product you've created. It's, you know, I've got three kids and it's changed the whole camping yeah, experience. Right. So, um, yeah, that, that's where I get so much joy as well that people want to share it. So, yeah, for social media and word of mouth, um, really, really, really integral for Muckmat. Yeah, for sure. With um, you finished with social, yeah. yeah. With uh, manufacturing, do you in early days you you made made them yourself, and where how how's it different? How's it different from when you started to how you manufacture nowadays with the volume that you need to produce? So we. Um, Back to the origin story, I found, um, you know, it took about four or five months to find someone on the Gold Coast that had the equipment and the capacity to make the muck mats. And um, they have scaled with us. So when they were doing a number of different products from various companies, um, over a period of about 18 months, our manufacturer became exclusive just to muck mat. So, and that required buying more machinery, obviously putting on a lot more staff. Um, there were some stressful periods because we were scaling quickly and, you know, to keep up production. Um, back in the early days as well, we were packing shipping from home as well. So each night my husband and I would get the kids on board, we'd be rolling, packing, and then I'd have a car full, sometimes two car fulls, dropping it at the local post office. <laughs> and, yeah, it was pretty, pretty crazy. So. Um, yeah, t- two big changes, certainly when our manufacturer just were exclusively muck mats and then yep. um, we also use a local 3PL pack and ship company now that helps with all the distribution. Um, so, yeah, I guess like any small business, you, you have to be careful when you're scaling up that you do it within 
your capacity because mm-hmm. you, you can grow too quick and then so that was another part when the business um I'd always intended it to be direct to consumer so no wholesale um but that like you were saying with snow is we got a lot of interest for wanting to stock muck mats and also for our um customers when they're on the road often they like a store to drop into or you know be able to order it not just from the gold coast so that's when we had to um you know be careful with how many stockers we took on as well um so that was kind of a drip feed to make sure we could keep up with demand um yeah because the worst thing you want to do is you know get get into all these stores and then we can't provide stock. Yeah, of course. So sort of as a, as a lean off for that, I think over the, I'd say last couple of years or sort of progressively historically, a lot of Australian companies have needed to move offshore for their manufacturing. Is that ever a sort of consideration for you in terms of your business and finding that balance between keeping Australian made and being able to keep a, your company viable? Yeah, definitely. It's it's an ongoing conundrum, I'll say. Um, I, I truly believe that a lot of the success with MuckMat has been the fact that we manufacture in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so uh, there was a time there when I was worried about um, keeping up with demand, whether we would have to look as, at a second supply chain to keep up with the, the volume. But as, as a manufacturer, adjusted and, and made a lot of changes to keep up with the supply there. Um, so at this stage, I I would never rule it out. And I think that time will come. We're getting a lot of interest internationally as well. And yep. to, to produce and ship directly from Australia, that's where, you know, it, it's going to get increasingly costly and logistically difficult. So yeah. um, I'll never say never, but at this stage, um, yeah, we're, we're keeping up with supply. I, I love the fact that I can literally drive five minutes down the road to the warehouse and so you're there to keep an eye on quality control. Yeah, for sure. Um, any yep. product changes. Um, and, and all through that COVID period when so many companies were having issues with stock that was, you know, held up for six months in a shipping container, yeah. it was great to keep them pumping out. Yeah. And, um, there is a lot of benefit to it, isn't it? Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. How do you do with... Um Hopefully I'm not crackly at your end, but how do you deal with like rip I haven't seen any, but rip offs of your mats, people trying to do the same thing. Have you is, is that a is that a big yeah. issue for you? The way I focus on that is just I just stick in my own lane and keep doing what I do well. Um and it, it, it was only a matter of time before it was going to happen. Um but you know, again the loyalty we have with Mark Matt. You know, I've had a lot of customers get in touch and say, have you seen this? They've, you know, they've ripped you off. They're, they're doing exactly the same. They've used your story. And, um, All right. you know, I, yeah, and having that loyalty where customers just say, well, you know, we're sticking to Muckmat. You guys have the quality. You're the original. Um, so, yeah, to answer that question, uh, yeah, I, I can't control what copycats do. I can just focus on our business and keep providing the, the customer service and the quality product. Yeah. It's a healthy I think, outlook. I think, yeah, healthy outlook. And I think that's probably pretty fair to say because um, 
you know, obviously as a retailer, there's going to be a whole range of different options available out there from a range of different suppliers who, you know, are happy to offer you um, products to have in your shop. And I think that um, from my perspective, because I've I'm, I'm happy to say on the podcast outright for probably 18 months to two years, I've been trying to champion Mat to be in our store because I think they're so great. And um, yeah, my perspective from that has always been that you guys have been around for five years and you've obviously worked very hard on your, your brand culture ultimately, and especially through your partnership with people in um, social media and out in the world and things like that. And that when push comes to shove, people want to buy Mat because they don't just want to buy your product. They want to buy your story and they want to buy your brand and they want to buy a, a, being a piece of that community and that culture. And I think that's something that realistically you can't replicate, like you say. And I think that... Um, we when we did finally get Mark Matt in store, I reckon we sold n- like about 160, 170 units in a matter of weeks. So it's yeah. it's very much. Um, I think that's very much still people's attitudes towards it. I, I would say personally. Yeah, it made me stand up and look because I, <clears throat> I'll admit I didn't know much about you it. You were beforehand. a bit of a poo pooer, weren't you? A bit of a naysayer. I wasn't going to use those words, but um, <laughs> but I didn't know. I hadn't used them, but. Like I said before, once you've actually seen it, for everyone out there who's saying it's just a patch of grass, yeah. go and have a look at a muck mat and feel the turf and and then add in the fact that it's finished off and sort of custom made for your caravan step or, or you know, various sizes and then mm. make a judgment on it because they are um, – they're a step up in quality over the turf that you just get off a roll yeah. at your local bunnies. For sure. So do you um are you still aware of any of your OG mats sort of 5 years old still running around doing a perfectly good job? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, they're sort of they're sort of like a bit of a forever product, aren't they? Because I know someone sort of flagged, "Oh, what's the lifespan or how long will they last?" And I think you could probably say potentially longer than you, couldn't you really? <laughs> oh, you could absolutely. I always answer that question. It, it's, it comes down to how often you use it as well. Um, so, it, yeah, people who, um, a lot of people who buy them for camping, for example, or hiking, beaching, they love it so much they get one for the home and they've got one at every door. So I'm just looking there. There's one out the front of our sliding door there. So if you're using it, you know, 15, 20 times a day, obviously that's going to wear out quicker than the one you use three times a year Yeah, camping. Um, but, yeah, so they're, they're quality. So they, unlike the cheaper turf, they don't fray or you don't get bits of the grass blades falling out everywhere. So the only thing I would say is just if they're starting to look a bit uh, flattened, we just recommend you pop it in the warm sun for about five minutes and it just yeah, right. softens the blades and you give them a bit of a fluff up and a shake and it just brings it to life again. Yeah. That's so, a that's a hot tip actually. Yeah. yeah. So it, is it yeah. really just like it is just a high quality turf that that or commercial turf that that is used in large sort of format fake grass space as well? Is that literally yeah, what it correct. is? Yeah. So without getting technical, the quality yeah. comes from um, the shape of the grass blade, the density of the number of blades, and how they're bound to the backing as well. Yep. So we have a, you know, the easiest way is just to say it's a double backing so it holds 
the blades in there. So okay. if it's a thin backing, you can imagine it's like a rug that sheds, you know, yep. yeah. after a while the fibres come out. Um, and we use 40 mil blades so that so that gives that plush, flush, mm. puffy, soft look. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. You were at some stage in the past doing customs. Do you think you would have them return in the future? Um, we hope to, Lauren. So that um, customs are popular, as you can imagine, but back to um, scaling up, it just got to a point where we were flat out keeping up with our online orders and our yep. stockers. Um, the customs can take up to three to four times longer than a normal than a normal size mat because they've measured their you know hand cart. Um, so to, to answer that, yes, um, we will we'll introduce probably bulk customs as our next phase. So when we're getting, because I, I take note of all the requests we get for custom sizes. So if we start to get a request that fits within, I'll, I'll say for a step map for a cavern, for example, and, you know, there's various sizes, but if when we start to see a pattern, then we'll look at releasing, you know, a a run of that particular size, yeah, like a a, a custom map for the uh, the step out cut of a Mercedes Sprinter van, oh, for example. Geez. Lauren owns a Sprinter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that how your uh, range progression um, sort of goes? Like you you base it on demand, or have you got other ideas for new products, or are you literally just trying to make sure you can deliver? the demand that you've got at the moment? Yeah, new new products, everything we've introduced from our very first size original mat has come from customer feedback and requests. So the sizes have just evolved from there um, and more recently the storage bag that we've introduced, that's been by customer demand. So, yeah, the, the options are, are endless really and um, the, the other very, very popular product is you'll see we started off with the green turf and we now do grey. And, again, that was we, we get so many questions around it. Will you ever do different colour turf? So, yeah, we released the grey in March. Oh, we did a, a soft launch um, the year before last and we sold out in 24 hours. So that, that was wow. nuts. Um, right. Yeah. I'm curious as to settling on grey as a colour. Was grey something that people were actually asking for or did you guys sort of just take a gamble of a, a neutral colour? I'd say both but probably more of a gamble. So the, the requests we were getting were for people who wanted it to match the decor of their caravans um, and and at home as well. So um, the black just looked too stark and uninteresting. Yeah. Um, and a brownie beige, um just doesn't match with as many interiors of the caravan and because a lot is now the steely greys, um, light greys. So it was, yeah, narrowing it down to requests but also what we thought was going to be more appealing to the majority. Mm. I assume you're bound by the colours that are available from the turf manufacturer. Like I, I don't imagine they would do it in pink, for example. No, well, you know, they potentially could, but it's a supply and demand thing. So the grey turf is obviously nowhere near as um, commercially pop popular as the green. So when we purchase the turf, um, it's much more expensive than the green because they're not 
producing as much. So pink would probably be <laughs> no, no one's going to use it. Not, yeah. that, not that I want a pink mat. They would probably have to custom manufacture pink turf to begin with, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm interested what's the most creative way you've seen one of your mats be used? Um, the one that just popped into my mind then, we've got um, a really cool family that are travelling. It's mum and dad with three kids and they've done a few videos for us. They're called the Dowski Five and um, they used it as a timeout mat when one of their kids had been mucking <laughs> up. So you've got this cute photo of the dog sitting there, grumpy, <laughs> stuck on the mat for a <laughs> I hadn't seen that before. That's a, that's pretty that's funny, awesome. actually. Yeah, when you're traveling, what are yeah. you going to do? You can't make them sit in a corner somewhere or have time and yeah, yeah. naughty muck mat. That's that so might, good. That might be your next product, the timeout mat. Timeout mat, maybe. <laughs> that one, um, that one can be other, black. And the other thing that's creative, but. The number of people that send me photos of their pets on the muckmack because I don't know if it's the look or the feel of it, but pets just gravitate towards them all the time. So we've just got thousands of the cutest shots of dogs and sometimes cats. Um, occasionally you'll you'll get a shot of where people are camping and maybe the ducks are sitting on them or <laughs> I've had a horse try and eat it thinking it's real grass. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty funny. Yeah, I love that. <clears throat> yeah. So I think we're probably almost about done here, Suze. I think we've done pretty well um, with some of our tech issues and, and connection issues that we've got going on here. Is there anything exciting that you have planned in the Mat future that you wanted to share? Um, well, we've got looking into 2023, um, as I said, we're, we're definitely scaling so we are able to focus on more of the custom sizes um and yeah there's like a couple of I, I won't let the cat out of the bag yet but there's there's a couple of sizes that are they're in the mix there and potentially introducing another um color of turf that's not pink <laughs> oh interesting another color that sounds pretty that does actually sound pretty exciting looking, looking forward to um seeing that as well Thank you so much for your time, Suze. Yeah, thank you. That was a cool chat. Really appreciate you sticking with us through this. So I uh, hope you have a really awesome rest of your week and that your weather stays relatively sunny. Yeah, thanks, guys. I just want to say thanks to Snowy's for all your support. And um, as you mentioned, Lauren, to just our audience, that you know, I can't tell you how much it means the support and loyalty we've had for Mukma and the love as well. And as I said, initially, it's the customer feedback that just makes this business so rewarding. So thanks to to you guys and everyone who supports us. Awesome. We're, we're glad to be part of it. Yeah, Finally. for sure. Finally, yeah. for sure. Thanks, Suze. <laughs> thanks, Suze. Have a great day. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Bye. I think we got through that all right. We had <laughs> we a delay did. and some crackly lines. Crackly lines and – and a bit of a delay in tech issues, but I really enjoyed that interview with Mark Matt. Cool. And if, you, uh, if you're local to one of our stores and you want to come in and run your fingers or your feet through some of our display Mark Max, please do it because they're totally lush. Yeah, um, and do that before you make a judgment on like it's just a piece of turf because yeah. I'm guilty of that, that you feel the Mark Matt and, it, and there is a difference and if you wouldn't get the same you from ab- just a piece of turf. You absolutely wouldn't. They're really wouldn't. nice. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, thanks so much for joining us again, folks, yep. and we will see you next week. Have a good week. Catch you later. See ya. <laughs>